Today we are reading Millions, The Not-So-Great Train Robbery by Frank Cottrell Boyce. If our Anthony was telling this story, he'd start with the money. It always comes down to money, he says, so you might just as well start there. He'd probably put, once upon a time, there were 229,370 little pounds sterling, and go on till he got to and they all lived happily ever after in a high-interest bank account. But he's not telling the story. I am. Personally, I'd like to start with the patron saint of whichever it is. For instance, when we had to write about moving house for literacy, our I put, Moving House by Damien Cunningham, Year 5. We have just moved house to number 7, Commentary Close. The patron saint of moving house is St Anne, first century. She was the mother of Our Lady. Our Lady did not die, but floated up into heaven while still fairly young. St Anne was upset. To cheer her up, four angels picked up her house and took it to the seaside in Italy, where it can be seen to this day. You can pray to St Anne for help with moving house. She will watch over you, but not do actual removal. Anne is also the patron saint of miners, horse riding, cabinet makers and the city of Norwich. While alive, she performed many wonders. The patron saint of this story is St Francis of Assisi, 1181 to 1226, because it all sort of started with a robbery and the first saintish thing he ever did was a robbery. He stole some cloth from his father and gave it to the poor. There is a patron saint of actual robbers, Dismas, first century, but I'm not an actual robber. I'm going to try to be good. It was our first day at Great Ditton Primary. The sign outside says, Great Ditton Primary, creating excellence for a new community. See that, said Dad, as he left us at the gate. Good isn't good enough here. Excellence, that's what they're after. My instruction for the day is be excellent. The instructions for supper I'll leave on the fridge door. One thing about me is that I always really try to do whatever dad tells me. It's not that I think he'll go off and leave us if we're a problem, but why take that risk? So I was excellent first lesson. Mr Quinn was doing people we admire for, for art. A huge boy with a freckly neck nominated Sir Alex Ferguson and and listed all the trophies United had won under his stewardship. A boy called Jake said players were more important than managers and nominated Wayne Rooney for individual flair. Mr Quinn was looking around the room. To be educational about it, football was not taking him where he wanted to go. I put my hand up. He asked a girl. I don't know any footballers, sir. It doesn't have to be a footballer. Oh, don't know then, sir. I used my other hand to hoist my hand high in the air. Damien, who do you admire? By now most of the others were into players versus managers. I said, Sir Rock, sir. The other stopped talking. Who does he play for? No one, sir. He's a saint. The others went back to football. He caught the plague and hid in the woods so he wouldn't infect anyone. And a dog came and fed him every day. Then he started to do miraculous cures and people came to see him. Hundreds of people in his hut in the wood. 
he was so worried about saying the wrong thing to someone that he didn't say a word for the last 10 years of his life. We could do with a few like him in this class. Thank you, Damien. He was a patron saint of plagues, cholera and skin complaints. While alive, he performed many wonders. Well, you learned something new. He was looking for someone else now, but I was enjoying being excellent. Catherine of Alexandria, 4th century, came to mind. They wanted her to marry a king, but she said she was married to Christ. So they tried to crush her with a wooden, big wooden wheel, but it shattered into a thousand splinters, huge sharp splinters, which flew around into the crowd, killing and blinding many bystanders. That's a bit harsh. Collateral damage, eh? Well, thank you, Damien. By now, everyone stopped debating players versus managers. They were all listening to me. After they had chopped her head off, which did kill her, but instead of blood, milk came spurting out of her neck. That was one of her wonders. Thank you, Damien. She's the patron saint of nurses, fireworks, wheelmakers, the town of Dunstable in Bedfordshire. The Catherine Wheel is named after her. She's the Virgin Martyr. There are other great Virgin Martyrs. For instance, St. Sexborough of Eli, 670-700. to 700. Everyone started laughing. Everyone always laughs at that name. They probably laughed at it in 670 to 702. Sexborough was Queen of Kent. She had four sisters who all became saints. They were called, but before I could say, Elfberger and Whitberger, Mr Quinn said, Damien, I did say thank you. He actually said thank you three times. If that doesn't make me excellent, I don't know what does. I was also an artistic inspiration, as nearly all the boys painted pictures of the collateral damage at the execution of St Catherine. There were lots of fatal flying splinters, her milk spurting out of necks. Jane painted Wayne Rooney, but he was the only one. In the dining hall, a boy on hot dinners came and wagged his burger under my nose and said, Sexy burger, sexy burger. All the people around the table laughed. I found this very unenlightening and was about to say so when Anthony came and sat by me and they all stopped. We had ham and tomato sandwiches and two tubes of Pringles, I said. I've been excellent. What about you? He whispered, you are making yourself conspicuous. You need to blend in more. People are laughing at you. I don't mind being laughed at. Persecution is good for you. They laughed at Joseph of Copperintino until he learned to levitate. The huge boy with a freckly neck came and sat down. His belly caught the end of the table and tipped it up. My tube of Pringles rolled towards him. He picked it up and opened it. They're his, said Anthony, pointing to me. And who are you? asked freckled neck. I'm his big brother. You're not that big. All Pringles belong to me. A dandruff of crumbs fell from his mouth. School policy. You can't take his Pringles. He's got no mum. How can you have no mum? Everyone's got a mum. Even people who've got no dads have got a mum. I'm enjoying these, by the way. She's dead, said Anthony. Freckle Neck stopped crunching and handed my Pringles back. He said his name was Barry. Nice to meet you, Barry, Anthony offered his hand to shake. Anthony believed in making friends. 
Where do you live? he asked. Over the bridge next to the 24 hour. Now that, said Anthony, is a very sought after area. Very sought after. My brother is very, very interested in real estate. On the way to the playground, Anthony said, works every time. Tell them your mum is dead and they give you your stuff. In the afternoon, for some reason, I decided to do a St. Roche. I forbade all temptation to speak until numerous the hour. Didn't put my hand up, didn't answer a table's question, even when pointed at. When Mr. Quinn asked me if I was okay, I was tempted to reply, but I just nodded my head instead. I wasn't contributing to the class, but I was being excellent in a different, less obvious way. I kept this up all the way home. Dad had left instructions fixed to the fridge door with a clanger magnet. Dear boys, chicken and asparagus pie. The pie is in the top drawer of the freezer. Put the oven... Put the oven on at 190 degrees. Go and watch countdown. When countdown is over, the oven will be warmed enough. Put the pie in. Take your uniforms off and put them over the end of your bed. Put your tracksuits on. Then put some oven chips in. I will be home before they're cooked. Dad. I enjoyed being called dear. When Dad came home, we had the pie followed by five pieces of fruit and a pint of water each to hydrate our livers. When they were completely hydrated, we did our homework and he sat with us. I still didn't say a word, but then the phone rang and I, ac I accidentally answered it. I don't know how St. Roche kept it up for 10 years, although admittedly he had it easier living in a time before phones. Anyway, it was Mr. Quinn, my teacher, actually rang our actual house how excellent is that? Later, Dad came and sat on the end of the bed and said, You're a bit quiet today. Cat got your tongue? I shook my head. I heard you were quiet in school too. I nodded. Anything you want to tell me? Shook again. Right, well, time for bed. He nearly closed the door when the temptation to speak finally overwhelmed me and I said, I did what Mr Quinn wanted. Well, you know, a chat, really. It was him who was telling me about how quiet you were. He said thank you to me three times, so I must have been fairly excellent. Did he say I was excellent? He said, yes, he said you were excellent. He ruffled my hair. One of the customers was telling me about this place today. It's called the Snowdrome. You can toboggan and have a go at skiing. Fancy it? I wasn't sure. For being excellent as a reward? Oh, okay then. Okay, so we'll go straight from school tomorrow because you're excellent. The snowdrome was quality completely. It's really snow inside, made of ice crystals from a big blower. They give you a special snow snoot to wear, and when you're in there, you're not supposed to have two people on a toboggan, but Anthony explained to the man that our mum was dead and he let us do what we liked. We went down twice together, once on our bellies and three times backwards. In school next morning, everyone was interested to hear all about it. I explained how the ice blower worked and was given a demonstration of backward tobogganing. 
when I smashed into Mr. Quinn, who was coming in through the door. Watch it, watch it, he yelled as he dropped all his workbooks. I helped him pick them up. I saw my own, the one about St. Anne. It had a note stuck inside, which he took out and pocketed as he gave me back the book. What do you think you're playing at, lad? The snowdrome, sir. We went. It was good. He suddenly looked all cheery and said, Well, you could write about that for today's literacy hour, couldn't you? Give me exciting descriptions of all the fun you had. No patron saints of snowdromes, I bet. Speak Snowdrome by Damien Cummingham, Mr Quinn's class. Speak Snowdrome is quality. You can skate our toboggan. The patron saint of skating is Lidsina Virgin Martyr 1380-1433, who was injured in a skating accident and spent the rest of her life in bed. She bore her mortification with forbearance and performed several wonders. For instance, eating nothing but Holy Communion wafers for seven years. You can read more about her at www.totallysaints.com forward slash lithsinia.html. The truth is, there is always a patron saint, a St. Clair of Assisi, 1194 to 1253, once said to me, Saints are like television, they're everywhere, but you need an aerial. Anthony can't believe I've got this far without mentioning European Monetary Union. European Monetary Union by Anthony Cunningham, Year 6. Money was invented in China in 1100 BC. Before that, Chinese merchants used knives and spades to trade with. These were too heavy to carry, so they used model knives and spades instead. These were made of bronze and were the first coins. Soon every country had its own coins. In Europe alone, there were the sturdy German Dutch mark, the extravagant Italian lira, the stylish French franc, and of course, the great British pound. The pound was the first invented in 1489, when it was called a sovereign. On 17th of December, it will be replaced by the euro. When you put an old pound in the bank, they put it on a special train that takes it into a secret location to be scrapped. Then the train comes back in the morning with new money. So right now, nearly all the money in England is on trains. You should collect your old coins in separate jam jars. One for 5p's, one for 10's, one for 20's and so on. When they're full, take them to the bank to exchange. 17th of December is Euro Day, the day we say goodbye to the old pound. Anthony said goodbye to the old pound nearly every day. On the way home from school, he used to run like mad to the middle of the footbridge, then wait there till the train went roaring by beneath us. Then he'd wave and yell until it was out of sight. Just like the railway children shouting, Goodbye! Goodbye, old pounds! He made it sound like every single ten-pound note was his personal friend. Sometimes you'd think he was going to cry. Just think, he'd say. Five hundred odd years of history up in smoke. Other times, he'd seem quite happy about it. Just think, he'd say. Come Christmas we'll be able to spend the same money from Galway to Greece. Every night before he went to bed, the three of us dropped any small coins we had into a whiskey bottle at the foot of the stairs. On the way to bed, Anthony would nearly weep as he dropped his five peas in. 
on the way to breakfast, he'd stroke the bottle happily and say, amazing how fast it mounts up. Personally, I think so what? Money's just a thing and things change. That's what I've found. One minute something's really there, right next to you, and you can cuddle up to it. The next, it just melts away like a Malteser. <laughs>